I love that stuff. Just someone who's just so committed. Yeah. So committed. Yeah. Like just Karen, like us to this podcast. Yeah. We're incredibly committed. Thanks for having us back. I'm Chris Baca. <laughs> I'm Jared Trophy. Jared Trophy. <laughs> it's been a year plus. Hey, you know what? We don't have commitment issues. We committed to this work first and the podcast second. And that's the truth, even though the podcast came first, technically. Yeah. But right. it came first to help promote the work. So you know what, everybody? Just forgive us. Give us the pass. You're welcome. We're back. We, we love you. We were committed for years until we weren't. Yeah, and we committed to twice a week for some years. Yeah, for any of you who've been divorced, you know how that works. Okay? Hey, here I am, dude. <laughs> you're fully in until you're not. <laughs> That's literally the truth. Thanks for being my number one lover. <laughs> you know what? The banter is important, okay? If we're too serious, it's bullshit. So let's be serious and funny at the same time. I like a nice serious and funny thing. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, vision. We have one. Is that what off. we're talking about today? No, I don't know. I have a postcard. Okay, so Wiser left us an envelope, and it's got a little card in it. And on the front of the card, it says, The Business. Oh, and then inside it says, Did he give him the business? Inside, there's something for us to riff on. Oh. Is it a long one? It looks like a whole letter. It is a letter. Aw. It's a love letter. So I this wish it was. is potentially going to be the format we're, we're trying we're trying things out so jared and i have been really good friends for a really long time and that's good and bad it means the banter's fun but it also means we can just kind of get on the same path that we've always been on so we reached out to wiser who's our marketing team leader and said hey maybe you could help us direct the conversation what are some things that you think would be really interesting from you know the audience point of view, the guest point of view, or even as an employee, like what would you want to pick our brains about mm -hmm. and make it really specific? So this is the first version of us trying that out. Yeah, it turns out when you have a job and a business and you can't hang out all the time, that when you get together and like set aside time to talk, it's real easy to just chat it out just for hours just and chop it up. And uh, it's super fun and very good, which we'll still do in this podcast. But we're gonna we're gonna get pointed as yeah, well. We're gonna get pointed. Let's get pointed and see where it goes. All right, dude. I'm sharp like a freaking axe. Let's go. Oh, he made it. He messed up. See, he wrote oh. it cat and cloud. Oh, he didn't use the ampersand? He didn't use the ampersand. Yeah. That's well, okay. I guess we got to well, throw the card away. That, well, yeah, this is going to turn into how to give a review to yeah, this is going to turn into like, <laughs> I guess we have to stop the podcast again. Sorry, guys. Before we even started it up, we're going to be another two years for waiting. Cat and cloud is six years old, and Thanks. we have a 70 plus person team, four retail locations, and a standalone roastery. Thanks for the facts, bro. That's a good accomplishment. Let's just pat ourselves <laughs> on the back real quick. I mean, through that lens, ask yourself these questions. As owners of a small business, what are some things that you've learned about your business that is fueling what we as owners are focusing on and actively doing? Number two, what is something you didn't expect to be an issue when starting your own company? Number three, what is crucial for new owners to have or focus on when starting out? Here, I'll pass this to you so yeah, you can, I can look hold at it. Too. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's a good question. I feel like the learning is ongoing. It's nonstop. It's consistent. And I don't think you can be successful without having that mindset anyway. Even if you're an employee of a business or an employee anywhere, like you should have a learner's mindset. Um, and an ability to step back and look at your work and see what's working and what's not. That's a really tough question 
to answer some of the things i guess we that's fair because you can say some of the things and it's better than what are the things because that's too hard are you on the first part of it is that the as owners of a small business what are some things you've learned about your business that is fueling what you as an owner are focusing on and actively doing what i can tell you is this for me and it's also one of the hardest things and most frustrating things for me too is we could use a pandemic. We could use being a small business and the growth period of time and like phases and all these things is kind of an excuse as to why turnover leaders progressing, eventually moving on to different jobs or not. But what to me is both the work and maybe it even answers a little bit of the second half of the the question at the end. Like what did I not expect that is hard is that it really comes down over and over and over to doing the basic things that you set out to do in the most amazing way possible in the way you set out to do them even if they evolve a little bit they don't evolve enough that you need to change everything and the human being and even like the business as it evolves and grows there's a misnomer to me that people think you need to move on and do the next thing And oftentimes when you think about the next thing and what I've seen consistently is the next thing often involves uh, regression or neglect of the things that made you important to begin with and that you set out to do. Even if you even if you feel like you're talking about them when you're doing something else, wherever you put your focus, there shall be your success. And that to me is the majority of my work now is finishing projects that we've set in motion and then honestly back to the drawing board to reestablish and recreate with mad clarity the foundation of what the retail cafe experience and, and quality experience is about. Uh, and, and to me, I thought and could honestly think like, well, that's so straightforward. Like that's the whole thing. It's the whole reason this company is successful is that stuff. But as you grow and you have 70 plus people, they haven't all got to see it consistently in the way you designed it unless you spend that time. So that for me is like, I go on and on about that and have a discussion with you about that. That is 100% of the work and it's the most valuable work to me. Some of the most valuable work. Okay. So let's personalize that a little bit. So there's this idea of, man, dilution sounds really negative, but as things grow, inevitably, maybe it's only for a short period of time and then you can recover. Things become more diluted. And what I mean by that is we started with one store. The roastery was in the same building as that store. There was me, you, and Charles, all three of the owners in that store. And nine people. And nine people in that store. So everyone who was working for us was incredibly connected to the ethos of Cat and Cloud because they were in direct connection with the people that started it and all of the training was coming directly from us. As well as the leading by example was being able to be seen everywhere. Right. We were working in the cafe on a regular basis. We were roasting coffee on a regular basis. We were doing all of those things. Yep. So They could hear our conversations, most of them. Yeah. There's a ton of modeling going on. There's a ton of training. Yeah. So And then you scale. And then as you scale, you, you know... You lose a little bit of that. You've right. got two stores, then three stores, then four stores. And then your role as a business owner changes to where it's, we're not behind the counter making coffee anymore. 
And even if we were, it wouldn't have the same effect because we have more stores than we have owners. Mm-hmm. Charles isn't even a barista at all, yeah. which is totally fine. He's got a different set of skills. But let's say you and I were in the cafes making coffee. There's still twice as many cafes as there are us. So you can't lead directly through modeling anymore. No. I mean, there's not even enough hours if we were to work full time only on the floor for us to even see half of our employees, team yep. members. So, so then you have a shift, which is what you're talking about. Well, it's not exactly what you're talking about. It's what can happen it's if. What, it's what can happen, which yeah. is to do the thing that you're known for doing really, really well, you have to really establish. It's, it's two things it's, that kind of work together. Culture, you have one. to establish a culture, and then you have to establish the systems that enable that culture and kind of perpetuate that culture. And I would also, I'd almost add a third thing, even though it might technically fit in the idea of culture is belief that that culture and that work make a difference. Like that your work within that culture matters, right? Because I think one might argue that, I don't think it's true by the way, but I think when you're younger, you argue that the culture is Jared and Chris when you're younger, because we are so influential at the time. But the ideas and the concepts of the culture live independently of us as long as people believe that they can play a part in it, which we try to teach. Um, anyway, no, you should yeah, keep going. No, no, I don't want to take I, you well, off track. Yeah, so the way I think about belief is belief is absolutely necessary because without belief, none of those other things will manifest at all. Like, it doesn't matter. And, you know, you go back to this idea of enrollment. People willingly signing up for the journey and understanding what it means. And that journey yes. is never even... Though it might be spearheaded by a group of people, it's bigger than the group of that people. Yeah. Like it's you're saying. It and matters. I think the word enrollment is super cool because just how you, you know, enroll in a class or you enroll in college or you sign up to do whatever it is, it's a voluntary thing. Yeah. And nobody actually has to work here. Yeah, yeah. There's jobs everywhere. There's jobs everywhere. And I know that's not true for everybody, but if I look at everybody who works in our store, Without a doubt, I'm like, all of you could get a job somewhere else if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. 100% of you. They're, they're, you know, we got some good people floating around. Yeah. So Fantastic. When you have that opportunity, you're choosing to be somewhere. So uh-huh. it's important to choose somewhere that you, that resonates with you, that you believe in, because that'll help you do those other things better and connect all those dots. And I, I think it's super important to remember that it is a choice in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So... So yeah, then we have culture and we have systems that kind of enable that culture and they have to work together because a lot of people think of systems as, you know, let's say SOP or a list or, you know, some sort of checklist. I got a closing checklist. I got a, a how to make espresso checklist. Yeah. I've got a, a seven steps of service. This is how I work the register checklist. And they you think can, of them as robotics sometimes. Right. Because you yeah. can do all of those things and it can still feel super lame. Yeah. It can still feel really uninspired. It can still not connect with people. Yeah. So that's where the the how you do it and the why you're doing it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And that is the... I mean, they're both hard. It is it is really hard to make those cut and dry checklists because it's easy to take for granted as someone who's been... Let's say you've been a barista for as long as we've been a barista. Or let's just take you, since I'm talking to you. You've been a barista for a really long time. Sure. And you've got a ton of knowledge in your head that mm-hmm. you probably take for granted. And things that you do that are just second nature yeah. are kind of would be aha moments for other people. 
Oh, they absolutely and are. To be able to distill every little thing that's in your head and put it into a container that other people can learn from, that's really tricky. It's challenging. It is challenging. And it's like the work that you need to do if you want to be successful, maybe period, if, you have, if you're creating something that will require a system, which I'd argue systems make everything easier and better, is to <clears throat> find a way for the work for the, for the reason to matter, right? The belief system behind why. Because you can picture the same idea. It's like studying for a test in high school or college. Like I know for the time that I needed to, I can memorize the shit, get it done, get an A. But then it goes away. And, and I think a lot of people have a, a poor relationship with the idea of systems and they think of them as quote unquote corporate or they think of them as kind of the almost like the side work or like well i could just do this my way and it can work if i don't do this that and the other um and there's something that we often forget there too is it's like it's okay for things maybe to evolve over time and maybe things do change within a, a system but systems typically are created to make life easier and to make the ability to focus on kind of those m meaningful moments to, it, they're created to give space, really, in my opinion. S systems are often created to give space for you to have um, uh, time to enjoy your work, I would almost say, for me at least. Like a system for me, <clears throat> take a closing list in a cafe. It means that you don't have to stay longer. You got, you got this thing. You're like, cool, if I nail all this stuff in this certain way, then I'm not going to have a longer day of work. And not only that, I'm not going to have a, a stressful of day of work. I'm going to know that I'm accomplishing whatever's going on. And if something comes up, it's not going to ruin my day. That's just a closing list example. But there's millions of examples of systems where I think we want to feel free occasionally. And, and a system makes you feel confined. And it's actually, I think... The it's the other way it's around. the antithesis really is it's systems actually free you up when you believe in them and you actually take the time to learn them really well. And then, I mean, math is a pretty great example of that. It's a system. It's scientific. It makes something happen quickly. A lot of people don't love it, but there's still a lot of truth to if you get math really good, it, it's, it's a systematic way to get somewhere. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, it's the discipline equals freedom. <laughs> right. Complex. Right. Where... You know, if you're regimented in the way you approach certain things, it's like getting up early in the morning and committing to a workout routine isn't a bummer. Right. <laughs> if, if that works for you, you're like, cool, mm -hmm. I did it. I got it out of the way. I don't have to think about whether or not I'm going to do it because I already know I'm going to do it. I already made the commitment yes. to do it. That's like my personal system. Mm -hmm. And it makes, like you said, it makes the brain space wide open. So... And you that, can't have culture without brain space, I don't think. I, like, you can't live a culture by just systems alone. No. I mean, well, it's just, that's where the why comes in. You're like, what am yeah. I doing? You know, what, what does it mean? How does it, yeah. how does it even matter? And what does it feel like? What is it is that you say that you do around here? <laughs> yeah. Because then with, you know, to poke on what you were saying earlier, too, about maybe people wanting to rewrite the systems, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to. And you, what am I trying to say? Actually, if I got a job in a kitchen, mm -hmm. I have no experience in a kitchen. 
and I believe in my employer, I would be craving the systems because I want to learn how to be the best person possible in right. the kitchen. And the idea that me, who has a fresh set of eyes but no skill, could create the best system in the kitchen is just laughable. Absolutely. It, it, it's not real. Right. So if I start to work here and I'm like, oh, Jared and Chris have been baristas for decades and they have systems that are time tested and the workflow of coffee actually hasn't changed much since we started right. despite the incredible popularity of specialty coffee now you know sure. if you go into any coffee shop even the ones who are considered the most cutting edge things pretty much happen in exactly the same way yeah uh, absolutely and there's certain things and and that's in these little details that if they're mist can really blow the whole experience yeah i I think what we're kind of getting at is if you are a leader and we're kind of going back to it right you have you have to be clear about why these things are important and make sure that people understand that exactly that that you're the professional and i wouldn't say that this idea you know Society, we've talked about this in old podcasts, but you guys haven't even heard those in forever. But society has a really high degree of empathy, but I'd almost call it insecurity. I'm noticing more in its place. And the insecurity is that like, you don't want to claim that you're the pro as much. You don't want to like ruffle too many feathers and take up too much space. I'm seeing that a lot in, our, in the humans that I talk to. I've noticed in myself in the past, but like there's an insecurity of being like, you don't want to talk too much like you know everything about the thing because it might put somebody off. And I actually think, again, there's an antithesis there where it's like people are coming in probably hoping that you feel in control, that you feel like you know what's going on. They, they want to feel that you are what they signed up to work for. Mm-hmm. And instead, <clears throat> we come to the table with like excuses for how good we are and how we're – or excuses for – maybe almost taking away from how good we are at the things that we do. Like the systems that we have created and that we could be using, some of which we don't use to the full potential that we have in the past, are honestly, because of our cumulative nearly 40 years together in this industry, probably about as good as they get, if not some of the best. And it's okay to say that when you care so much that you've gone to all these places in the world and you watch how they do it and you say, this is great. We can improve upon it in our, in our capacity and cafe in this way for us. And it's the best way for us. So if you come in and you were working with Chris or myself and you hear me or have seen me and he, he and I behind the cup bar crushing it. And then you come in and it's like, yeah, or you could maybe you could maybe do it like that if you want. There's like a couple of different ways you could do it. It's like this if you want. It kind of feels like, you know, we're supposed to do it like this. this is how I do it, and I'm like, I know I'm like been one of the best you ever seen. But like you could also kind of do it like this, and it doesn't quite come out the same. But how do you feel? And I'm noticing that that's something. It's everywhere. It's kind of an epidemic in yeah. our world. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You're tapping into something that's really, really. Like owning what you know and your professionalism is so crucial for the success of your company Absolutely. and the people around you. OMG, have you ever wanted to roast coffee but you didn't know what to roast on? I can tell you one thing you could and should check out is that San Franciscan roaster. We have one, we have another on the way and I can tell you what, 100% makes the coffee hot 
brown, delicious. You got opportunities to play with the airflows, the damper, the speed, all the things that you need to make that coffee taste the way you'd like it to taste. And guess what? They're made in America. That's right. Close to us in California, just over the old state line in old Nevada. Carson's not the city, is it the city? Nobody cares, still in America. Here's the deal, they've been amazing. I love working on their machines. And here we are six years later, and we're getting a second one. Why would you buy a second one if you didn't like the first? Tell me more about why you wanna get a different roaster. I'll tell you, it's a waste of your time. Get the San Franciscan. And guess what? They'll answer the phone. They'll send you roasters. They'll build you roasters. They'll make it custom. We made it custom. It's really fun. Do you want to express yourself not only through coffee, but the feeling of the roaster within your space? Freaking do it with San Franciscan. So we were having a conversation before this got going about directors and, you know, namely Tarantino and Wes Anderson. Yeah. And I was watching an interview with Quentin Tarantino and they asked him, what is the number one thing that sets your favorite movies apart from just the sea of movies that are available. And he thought about it. And the first thing he said was, I'd have to say it's strong directorial vision. Hmm. And you can understand why the best of the best would want to work with someone who has a strong vision in the same way that we'll go out and spend money obscene amounts of money on really amazing food right you know okay cool three michelin star ma- meal treat yourself yeah. on your birthday let's do it dominate you know. Crenn, thank you so much right so how would you feel if you went to work for atelier Crenn and you went to work with dominique Crenn and you have this huge expectation of who she is and what she brings to the table and her expertise and you show up and are like okay what are we doing and she's like i don't know just do it however you want to do it you would be bummed. Mm-hmm. You would be really disappointed because you'd be like, oh, this person who I thought was really about their craft, really about this lifestyle is actually just kind of soft and not. Yeah. And the other part of that is by being so open and having this sense of misplaced empathy, you're not actually doing the people who are working for you any favors. None. Because... At some point, as you progress in your career, things are going to switch. You're going to have to deliver. You're going to have to hold a standard. You're going to have to be responsible to other people. You're going to need to do things in a timely manner to a certain level or it's just not going to work. And bringing people in and saying like, you know, uh, it, you know it's just like how, however you feel about it is good is not a good long-term growth strategy. Mm-hmm. And you could see that, I'm sure, with your kids too. You know, if you have kids, it's not just like, anything goes it's like yeah sure you want them to grow into their own individual right you don't want to squash them sure but just saying like whatever you want to do is is all good is not a good strategy for creating a productive member of society no i mean our kids would just eat sugar all day long because that's the best thing i mean my daughter would i have to be like no you cannot what have you had today that's not sweet and it's like uh and i'm like exactly like we're not having anything more and you would see a lot of adults doing the same damn thing if they Absolutely. didn't have their shit together yeah. or have some sort of bigger, of bigger vision for themselves. Right. And I so there's like do. a huge lack of vision all the way around and it doesn't do anybody any good. And I see, 
you know, we definitely slipped into that as well because when you come from a place where you don't feel like you're completely listened to or you mm-hmm. have ideas that people aren't picking up on, you don't want that to happen to anybody else. Yeah, you swing one. So you know, you, we've you, swung. So there's like this pendulum thing, but there is a point at which, okay, cool. Maybe the idea of the person who's been working here three, six months isn't it doesn't even need to be brought to the table because they don't even want it really brought because that idea versus an idea that's been decades in the making, you know, you have to earn your right to have an opinion until then the best thing that you can do is soak in what's on offer. And there's so much on offer. And and I think that's one of the things back to this question that surprised me about navigating through this world of owning a business is just how disconnected it seems people are seeing their current job is and and this is not everybody but it's hard for people to connect what they're doing now to what they're going to do in their future Mm. and the opportunity that's on tap at every level and i'm a firm believer that the best way to get the job that you want is by crushing it at the job you have no matter what that job is maybe you're not going to be here for the long term and that's okay a lot of us have jobs that we come and go and learn things from but people are watching and there's opportunity everywhere for people who are willing to just go the extra mile and this is something that we've talked about before where it's like the landlord for our first building yeah was someone who we only know through serving him coffee yep and us being in that building we can trace back years and years and years to being behind the counter at an entry-level position, making someone coffee, and just being the kind of people who are attentive, mm-hmm. tuned in, listening, paying attention, and he gets the vibe like, oh, yeah, these people have never run a business before, and I could rent this building out to a lot of other people who have a track record, but because of what I've seen, I yep. believe. And the, we were worth believing in. And we were worth 100%. believing. 100%. And that starts like way, 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 way back. And I can trace pretty much every opportunity that I've had to something like that. Me and then too. sure, you sprinkle luck in the mix. Sometimes you're in the right place in the right time, but that doesn't matter if you're not prepared for it. So, And you can't be prepared for it without all that practice you put in beforehand anyway. Exactly. So it's like every day that you're showing up... Well, and even more than that, like, so even that could seem, I think it's incredibly real, but let's say someone says like, well, that seems pretty transactional. You're, you're only doing it because you could get something out of it. And I mean, then you're going to go a little bit, you could probably go a little bit. Um, oh, what's the word? Um, cool. I'm blanking. It's the one where you're like, uh, you're thinking about stuff spiritually, but not, uh, like manifesting it. No, well, no, no, no. (laughs) It's the other one. It's, um, it'll come to me and I'll yell it over the thing later. It's, yeah, it's the one. So if, if that's too transactional for you, which I don't think you should ignore that, um, in in the sense of like, not all transactional things are bad to where it's like showing up in a positive way and getting something out of it is not is not inherently bad. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's just disconnect from that for a second and then just look at you as a human being to where it's like every day you show up, you are creating yourself. You have the opportunity to be the kind of person that you want to be. And if you show up at a job that you know is not going to be your forever job and you just kind of call it in because it's not that important to me and I don't really care and I'm going to move on at some point point, I'm going to do this other thing, you might not know it, 
but you're building habits. You're building habits of calling it in. You're building habits and accepting that like, yeah, I'm just kind of a half-assed person. And that's not going to work either because nah. one, you're probably never going to get the opportunity for the job you want because everyone around you is going to be able to see. It's going like, to be feeling such a way um, around you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel so good about this yeah. person. And then maybe if by some stroke of luck you do land that job, you're not going to be equipped to handle it. It won't be very good. You've never, you haven't built the muscle of doing things that are hard, of putting yeah. in putting in that that intentional work so there's there's so many things that you it's like you're in training all the time yeah i honestly think and it's i think it's actually okay if you do look at it in a way as transactional everything's an energy transaction anyway to get a little woo woo with everybody everything you're doing is is some sort of energy transaction so if you are in there stunting energy it's this it's your same concept really but what you're really doing right here is you're you're stunting your own ability to create energy for the task, for yourself, for the employer, for the guests. Like you're stunting that. You're holding it back. And you're holding back the ability to grow something and pass on that energy. And we can and have specifically spoken to the idea of creating energy by the service that we've given behind counters forever. Like the whole one of the whole concepts we've spoken of uh, in putting on a show behind our counter is exactly that. You're creating energy. You're creating oftentimes the best part of somebody's day and that energy goes to them and then they go and give it to someone else and then they go and give it to someone else. And all of a sudden, because of you as an individual or the small team within the cafe, your whole neighborhood is affected by the energy that you create. And I think it's okay for things to be transactional when you look at it that way. Because I, I honestly, it's hard... Uh, theoretical is not even the word. Like, it starts with the I, 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 the I word. It's an I word. Uh, fuck beans, dude. I can't believe I'm doing it. And I don't even think that there's anything wrong with approaching it in that way either. I was just kind of well, giving a little disclaimer. Well, for some people, they can get negative about it. I, I mean, you. reciprocity is a real thing, though. It's like right. if I treat you well, I'll do it because I'm a good person and because I genuinely value you and with no expectations, you know, but at some point, if you don't ever repay the favor, if I'm just nice and nice and nice, and yeah. you're a dick to me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend my time and energy with that person, and that's just a waste. So, sure. like, sure, that that is giving in good faith, but there's also some level of a transaction happening there, and that's completely fine. And, you, you, you know, you can plug that into work where it's – if you show up and you don't give your best, you're not only taking from the people who are employing you, you're also taking from yourself. You're not just letting me down, you're letting the whole team down. You're letting the whole team down. And, that, and that's, that's a mighty duck So I, I think it is important to be aware of that energy transfer, not yeah. just with others, but but with yourself. You know, yeah. You're building yourself all the time. You yeah. should build it in a very intentional way, you know? Yeah. And what that's you, a really good opportunity. It's a really fun opportunity. It's a, it's a, it's something that genuinely will make you feel good about your work. As long as you're not giving so much that you're like burnt out, which I would argue you don't have to be if you take care of yourself, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. You will feel better about and it, everything. And it depends on what you want. You yeah. know, I mean, if you want to be a high powered lawyer, you're going to be burnt out at some point in time because the path that you've chosen requires that because there's, a finite number of people who are going to be that one gnarly high-powered attorney or a group of high-powered attorneys. And everybody in that group is basically willing to work harder than anybody else. So if you can't hack it like that, 
that might not be the gig for you. Yeah. And that's okay. You yeah. know, I mean, we we value monetary success a little bit too much. You can mm. make a huge difference without being a millionaire or a billionaire. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, be aware of what you're getting into and what you're chasing because you might have to burn yourself out a little bit for a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes that's just doing the work. I mean, when we yeah. had to work every day forever at a time, like that's tiring and you do feel at times burnt out. But you also, when you know it's worth the work, I think you can find a different gear, you know? I think that's something, that's actually something that Edward Norton was talking about and working with. We're doing it again, dude, Wes Anderson. But he was like, he's like, sometimes... You get in these moods and you're just like, this is good enough. Like, let's just move on. And then you remind yourself, this is the work. So you find a different gear. He's all 50, 60 takes on the same line. And you're like, what the fuck? Is this not good enough? And it's not. And then you can start, you actually start resting in it a little bit mm-hmm. and going like, actually, I can relax because this is worth the work. And then you nail it and then you move on. And he said for him, that's really, really been a liberating experience and I've experienced that too at times throughout this process where it's like when you, it's like you still have a choice, but you feel like, you know what? I don't have a choice because this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. So it's like the choice is to be successful down the road for whatever I'm doing now and I'm not going to have it now. So it's okay for me to be in this experience and all of a sudden you have this really in, internal shift and you become more positive and you go, you know what? This is actually totally worth it for where I'm at because of where I want to go. And that's, that's something that I want everybody to be able to uh, maybe find in themselves. And I think a lot of what we hope that people find it are in, in cat and cloud when they work here, that we give them opportunities to grow as they're at where they are at. And that comes down to us. Again, one of the things that you have to help people remember is how valuable the day-to-day work is as at every level Mm -hmm. below quote unquote below us as owners at the director level, at the team leader level, at the coordinator level, at the barista concierge kitchen staff level, like to help give insight, clarity and space for those things to be seen really clearly to me is the work. And I guess that's the culture side that you're talking about. And then there's the, there's the system side, which that actually takes, I'd say the system side is tough because it takes, it does take expertise. It takes some experience to create those. It takes expertise and it's also hard to, this is like a little gear shift, but it's, it's hard to capture everything that's in your head. Sure. You know, it's like hard. How, much, how many systems do you create before it's too, right. like there, you're reading an encyclopedia? Exactly. There is a sweet spot where given a certain amount of cultural understanding and a certain amount of training and mentorship, you have to trust people to be able to fill in the blanks Hmm. because if we just downloaded everything that was in your brain for coffee, let's say no one would be able able to to follow that. It's completely overwhelming. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of space and that's where the culture has to reinforce it. And you have to have everybody participating and people being willing to say, that's actually not how we do things here Yeah. or see something and be like, Oh, we need to do that this way. And that's not only leaders down to frontliners. It's people who are on the same level communicating across. Absolutely. Cause whenever I've worked in a really positive culture, 
you have different people who are good at different things. Right. And everybody kind of gets the big picture of the culture. But the people who are excellent at the things that they're excellent at, at kind of hold the line for that thing. Absolutely. Like at Ritual, Gabe and Ryan were holding the line with coffee. And then there was this dude, Joe, who was kind of grumpy, but he was the fastest closer ever. And if you were lagging on the close, it was just completely unacceptable. This you is know? a good team. Yeah. And then everybody had their own little right. thing. And then together as a unit, it's magic. Nobody right. is the best at everything mm -hmm. but you've got all of your bases covered right and, and and that was really cool to see and that's something i don't know that you can create it it just takes a lot of work because well, and we've talked about it too and disney articulates it really well it's where they say everybody is a leader and that's exactly what they mean by that is everybody can lead and hold the line and be an example specifically in something that they do from every single position and that's that's the whole point where when people hear that oftentimes it seems like what happens is they're like, they do the empathy thing. They're like, everybody's a leader. So you can totally give input on like how we do things here. And it's like, no, 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 That's no. That's not what it means. Yeah. No, it means that you have some individual gifting that people will follow. And yours is different than theirs, is different than hers, is different than his. And that's... That's the beauty of a team. Let yourself shine and use your voice in the context of what we're doing here. And... That's where the power is. Everybody can contribute in that way and feel like they've made someplace better, I guess, as long as our leaders in, like help, help, help uh, I would say reinforce, but just celebrate that, I guess, is the way to do that. If your leader doesn't celebrate that, then you know, voices can be muted. But when your, your culture is strong, as we've experienced them many times over, yeah, everybody's good at different things. And yeah. every like you were you were the best at some things. I was the best at some things. People in the in the group were best at different things, and that's what makes an awesome team. Yeah, and everybody's learning from each other. It's fun to do. I mean, and that's I've I've gotten that in so many different ways from so many different people. But yeah, shout out, you know, like dude, even thinking about Dominique Crenn. If you talk about like what's the most important. If you ask her what's the most important thing to cooking in her thing, the first thing she answers with is love. And maybe that makes sense to everybody who's listening. But to your point earlier, if you walk in and you hear love first, you don't, unless you know who she is, you might not necessarily think about all the precision and all the details. You might think, oh, it's like about the passion and the fun, but all that is the reason that you lean into these details and all this hard work so much. It's like, you're not soft and she's not soft at all, obviously, by being a really joyful, outgoing love. I mean, you know, like actually has reached out and like we've had, you know, conversations and you don't, you're inherently that person, but you're, you're also able, you can be both, I guess is where I'm going with that. You can be. Well, they work together. They work together. I mean, how could they not? It's if you some people think if, they don't. I think you know. Fuck they think, all that, bro. You know, it, they think like it's got to be either fun or serious, and I'm, that's why I'm like, fuck this, dude. That shit. Like no. that's why we got to be both. There, it, it has to be both. It has to be because both. if if why like, I go to relationships it? and everything a lot, but if it's you okay, man, have you love, if you have a serious relationship, if you are seriously in love with someone and committed to them if anybody who's listening to this knows that it's a lot of work sure it's really fun 
It's one of the best things in your life. It brings you so much joy, and it is also dead serious and super not easy. Yeah. And it's the same Both. thing when you're talking about something. You know, if we didn't love making people smile and serving amazing coffee using that as the vehicle, there's no way that this could have existed because you're. it's rare that you're going to walk through the fire like that for something that you don't care about. You know, you were talking about kind of deferring happiness, you know, putting in the work now to seeing what you're going to, because I know it's going to pay off later in terms of balance and just, you know, maybe grinding it out for a little bit. It's like opening up a business is a bad idea if you want balance, you know. There's no way I'm going through what I went through to be where I am now if I didn't absolutely love this thing that we were all about. There's no way. It would it'd be so much easier to work for someone else. Oh, it forces it would, you to recreate and reconnect with yourself and over and over and over again to be better, which you know, is not easy. And the hard work and the seriousness of which you take your work, that is how you honor the love that you have. Mm-hmm. Because you can't honor the love that you have by just calling it in and saying, whatever, man, it's all good. It's like, it's not all good. This is fucking real shit. <laughs> like, we're trying to deliver on a promise here. You yeah. know, I, I see the same world that you see, yeah. which is there is energy to be created. And there's, oh, there's, opportunity. there's, there's people walking around with less energy than they should have because there's so many uninspired places. Yeah. And it's such a gift to be able to create that energy for people. And it's no small thing. And that's no. why something is seemingly as simple as working behind the register in a coffee shop is a game changer for people's lives if you do it the right way. <laughs> if you put in the love and take it as seriously as you can. And yes, that can be fun that's when it's the most that's fun. when it's the most fun when you yeah. start seeing that reciprocity and the people that come in and it's the best and it is absolutely serious and fun you cannot take it <clears throat> you cannot and shouldn't be the kind of person who walks around to any job you see and is and and downplays it fast food counts too i mean we both did it you can absolutely develop amazing skills and give somebody an amazing day and an amazing experience at any job. I've still had it happen. I don't go often, but when I travel, I'll often have to stop at fast food because you don't know where else to eat in towns you don't know. And I stop at McDonald's with my girls, and there was this person who was just killing it, just happy, best day ever. And I'm like, these are the people of the world that, that can really, really make a difference. And you just don't be the person who goes around and, and looks at jobs and you know, says, oh, that's just a coffee job. That's just a, like, be the person who goes around and looks for the light. Be that. And you can be the light too, but also find it and honor it and let people know when you have it. Cause that's also a really good feeling when you say that was awesome. Like, thanks for a sick experience. Um, I feel like we really rifted out today. Yeah. I feel like we did. Did we answer good. the questions? No. Who cares? Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. 
dive deep into one of our single origin coffees, or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places. YouTube, Instagram, we're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.